Hi, everybody, and welcome to this week's podcast for Everything is Brand. This week, we want to talk about rethinking brand engagement. As we continue to go through this pandemic and really have to rethink how we connect with our stakeholders, we need to come up with some fresh ideas. All right, so uh, Marco, why don't you get us started? What are some of the things that we need to consider as we start to rethink brand engagement? If we can't keep doing the same things we've always been doing, what are some of the considerations that we have to make before we even go into solutions? Well, with so much change uh, kind of happening so fast, I think it's really important to to kind of rethink some of this stuff, right? One of the things that I would say is really important is just basically taking a look at the kinds of results you're actually looking to achieve. Are your goals the same as they were before all these changes happening in the marketplace? Are you going after a slightly different target? Is your audience different? Is your audience kind of shifting into a new space in terms of perhaps working from home, not going out as much, you know, doing different things, buying differently and all that kind of stuff. So is your audience in a, in a different space? Mm-hmm. And I think the last part is also the budget. Is your budget smaller? Is your budget maybe bigger because you need to be more aggressive? That's another thing too, that you will have to then rethink how you're going to go and and kind of uh, re-engage your brand. And the budget may be kind of a strange one, but considering social media and all those kinds of investments, you may decide that you really want to streamline and focus on a specific area to kind of preserve your budget or be more effective in some spaces, right? So I I think that those are kind of three things that, I would say are really important to look at and maybe the rest of the team will come up with other things, but I would think that that's a really good start. Well, the budget is an interesting one because if we think about it historically, let's take a look at these large scale events that typically happen. Venues are rented out, street permits are taken out, police services are engaged. There's a lot of money that is going into putting on an actual event with with folks out there. And now those dollars are no longer being used in that way. They're getting repurposed for other means. So a few things with the budget in that we're noticing, obviously, that it's having to go more virtual in some capacity and needing resources there in terms of development, tech of some sort to now put on a different type of event, as well as donors, for example. I think any of those charities that are putting on events are the donor dollars there likely not? Are we having to adjust partnerships and donations that are being made and funds that are being raised, all of that sort of stuff? It'll be interesting to see what happens with that landscape in terms of fundraising and the adjustments that are made and the dollars that are being raised, etc., virtually now or through other means. When it comes to budget, and charities obviously are dealing with a very kind of unique situation right now. I'm talking marketing budget, right? Before anything happened, year to year, you had a specific marketing budget, you had your targets, you, you knew your audience. What's happening right now kind of changes everything. And quite frankly, I would say this just because we're in this industry and we follow this very closely. Cutting marketing budgets is probably the last thing that companies should do right now. But in a lot of cases, is the first thing that goes, right? So it's, it's you're really taking a look at that very closely and seeing, is it really the right thing to do to actually cut that marketing budget? And it's not necessarily so much marketing, but it's actually staying in touch with your audience. Yeah, part of the issue is that 
a lot of marketing departments are being told, well, you know what, our customers or our clients aren't as engaged as they were previously. So we're going to cut things back a little bit and maybe ride it out a little. There's been a little bit of that let's ride it out attitude, I think, in the beginning, which made perfect sense. But the reality is, is that I don't know that riding it out is the right solution here taking everything off of the table is probably not the greatest opportunity that organizations have, whether they're charitable or whether they're corporate. You know, it really has to come down more to understanding how to engage your brand in the marketplace in a different way. And if you take a look at some examples, one example, one big example is what's kind of going on in Toronto right now over the last couple of weeks, which is the Toronto International Film Festival. That is a huge event, a huge brand for the city. But this year they weren't able to have all the different venues and, and, and everything going on. So they did do some social distancing in the Bell Lightbox Theatre. So they did have some traditional theatre. But what they mostly did is went digital. So you could you know, sign up for the festival and get the digital feeds onto your computer or, or whatever it might be. But the other really cool thing that they did is they set up a drive-in at Ontario Place so that you could still go out to the movies. If you didn't want to sit in a theater, you could go sit in your car and watch a movie. And it's interesting because I went to one of them and they still introduced it in the same way. They still had the filmmakers there virtually. Um, but you could sit in your car and watch a movie and it felt a little bit like it was somewhat normal. Although it wasn't the same experience, it was a different experience, but it was still engaging and it was still an event that you could go to as opposed to it just being virtual and digital and watching it at home. So it was a little different. And the point that you just made, it wasn't the same experience, but it was still an interesting experience. Mm -hmm. I think that that's a big part of it, right? Like it's, yeah. we may not be able to go to back to the same as it used to be. And brands really need to start looking at that and thinking about, okay, so if it's not going to be exactly the same, what parts can we recreate? And is there an opportunity to actually create something new now, right? Something fresh that they didn't think about, maybe utilizing technology a little bit more, maybe rethinking some parts altogether. I wonder sometimes if some of the very large events that were happening in cities across the world are going to come back. Will some of those events return? Some of them may not, right? So is this an opportunity for other things, new things to come up? I think the Toronto Zoo did a great example of that during the summer. I mean, they're a little bit back to normal now, uh, letting people back into the park. But during the summer, they had the Toronto Zoo drive through in a sense of like, you could take your family in your car and drive around the zoo. And, and how they adjusted that is they actually, you know, explained it as a little bit of behind the scenes. So you got to go actually in places that you actually didn't get to go when you walked through the zoo and you got to see, you know, how the animals are fed and all where the food is stored and all that kind of stuff. So they, I thought they did a really interesting thing of like, it was different, but it was different in a way of an opportunity to see things that you would, ne you probably won't get to see when things go back to normal. So I thought that that was thinking of examples, I think that's a really interesting example that they were able to provide for a few weeks or months throughout this past summer. I think where they get into trouble or, you know, companies, brands get into trouble is when they try to mimic exactly that same experience differently, obviously, right? Like virtually or something else. And I think it, it takes a rethink it takes a rethink as to a new experience rather than how can we make this feel like it was before. I think anything going forward is going to be like that in terms of going back to the way things were, et cetera. I think it's going to take 
everything. Even yeah. ourselves, if we look at, for example, strategy sessions, business creative strategy sessions, in the past, we would always do them in person with the entire team, everybody in the same room together, figuring things out. Well, now it's all virtual. So, so even that, we have to rethink a little bit and perhaps we will rethink it even more to really make it applicable to, to this more virtual space. I'm trying to find the positives and everything that's going on. And I think that that's a really big one in terms of like these different experiences and getting to see a little bit behind the scenes and things and getting to see into people's lives or into the lives of the brands uh, that we're so used to everything being straight and forward and now getting a little, it's a little bit more raw. When I'm on a call with people, I get to see into their houses and see how they live or whatever. And, and I think that that's interesting because it allows us to relate in those ways to people in different ways, in more genuine ways, as opposed to in the past where it was very business oriented, everybody was in their suits and ties and all that kind of stuff. And I think brands have that same opportunity right now to be a little bit more, come on in and see how we do things. I, I agree with Gabby 100%. It is all of this allowing people in kind of thing that, that happens and it, it's great. So keeping on that line of thinking, one thing that I think per, um, brands can look to is beyond their four walls, right? And look at their customers, their clients, and start to think of their needs and expand beyond there. I'm starting to see more and more partnerships out there with like-minded brands that are an extension of whatever they're providing. Case in point, Loblaws, for example, Loblaws that owns shoppers and expanding into the virtual healthcare with their partnership with Maple. That's a natural expansion, helping the end user, helping the end person get the care that they need, plus the, far, uh, you know, the drugs that they require and possibly some groceries along the way. So we're starting to see a lot more of that, which feels authentic to me, feels win-win on all fronts. Loblaws isn't starting to develop their own virtual healthcare and, and forge into that area. They're finding an existing company, an existing brand to partner up with. Yeah, it gives brands the opportunity to do exactly what you said, Gabby, which is that idea of a rethink. And a rethink is not a rehash. Let's be really clear about that. It's not about taking the old experience and trying to deliver it in a different way. It's really about looking at some of the aspects of the situation that we're in, what the audience is looking for, where the audience is now, like you said earlier, Marco, like they might be in a whole different place than they were six months or a year ago. And really asking yourself, okay, how can we engage? I saw online that a couple of restaurants are doing this really cool thing where for some of their signature dishes, they're putting together the ingredients and then you can order the ingredients and then you can follow along with the chef online to cook. Now, not everybody wants to do that. For some people, they want to go to a restaurant so they don't have to cook. But for a lot of people, because that's not available, you know, being able to kind of see behind the scenes, like you were saying, Jeremy, see behind the scenes, spend some time online with the chef, have all of the ingredients ready to go and cook it themselves. It gives them a sense of accomplishment. It allows them to eat their favorite dish. It allows them to see behind the scenes of, of one of their favorite restaurants. 
And it's a different experience than going and sitting in a restaurant and being served and being brought food. So it's not about how can we recreate the restaurant experience? It's about asking how can we offer a different experience based on where we are today? And I think that that is what a rethink requires. It's not about doing something that's the same but different. It's about doing something that's different and different. And to that point as well, during this time, maybe, you know, your business is actually looking for, for slightly different results. Obviously, the bottom line is, is always important to every business. So that, you know, that obviously will not change. But perhaps there are different kinds of opportunities that you may be able to build in the future. And this could be a perfect opportunity to actually look at some new opportunities. And we talked about a couple of examples. And it's difficult to say if there are necessarily growth opportunities in terms of money coming in, but they definitely are, you know, new opportunities of reaching either your old audience or perhaps a new audience, right? Maybe there there are people out there that don't know your brand and are now more likely to, to pay attention to your brand because of something new that you're doing. Yeah, and I think to Jeremy's point earlier and trying to look at the positives, this whole pandemic is kind of making the future happen faster, if you think about it. Because yes, companies did have some plans of improving their technology, improving the ways they engage with their customers. But right now, I think that they're being faced with this challenge of not responding to something like COVID, but actually adapting and, and trying to find new ways to thrive, which is what probably every business is doing right now. I just saw a tweet about how Zegna, the, the clothing company, is starting to do virtual fittings. So, so basically, you sit in front of your laptop and they try the clothes you want on. That way you can purchase them or not. So it's like finding new ways to do the old or finding new ways to get to the future and thinking about that not as a response to something that's currently happening, but something that's probably, and as we've said in the past, this going to be the new normal for I don't know how long. You bring up a really interesting point. I think that a lot of companies, a lot of brands, uh, and I would actually say more from the business perspective in terms of the bottom line, they were very slow at adapting or accepting some of the new technology and some of the new tools. And one example, and I was kind of dealing with this maybe about a month ago, I was dealing with, uh, with uh, my bank and had to sign some documents. I was able to do that all virtually now. And the person that I was dealing with said, we were asking for disability for years <laughs> and they kept promising it. And now within a month, they made it happen, right? And that's the, the kind of change that it's possible. It's just that before there was no appetite for it because it costs money. Why change things when you don't have to? All of a sudden, at that point, technology really kind of stepped in in a lot of cases and things had to change very quickly because of the situation we're dealing with. And, and a lot of it is for the better. And quite frankly, things like that will stick around. That ability to actually sign a document or dealing with something like that why would I want to go to the branch now, even if things go back to normal, when I know that I can actually sign the same document online? I think that that's the thing. I think on both sides of, of the coin, we're seeing a lot more tolerance. Like if that's on the banking side of like introducing that stuff, we're also seeing that people are willing to kind of settle a little bit more for things too on the side of what Christian's talking about, where like 
okay, a virtual fitting is better than than no fitting. So mm-hmm. I guess I'll do that, right? So I think we're seeing both sides are kind of coming to the middle and meeting in the middle and doing things faster on the brand side and being a little bit more tolerant on the people side of things as well. So I think that, that there's a lot of that going on, which is really interesting as well. If there's one word that I kind of sums it all up is staying curious and staying curious from both the brand perspective as well as the customer perspective, right? If, That's two words. <laughs> <laughs> if we remain curious as a brand, then we will keep our minds open to those other possibilities, other ways of looking at things and engaging people. And same thing with customers and clients, right? The audience. We remain curious. We may have a better experience. The reality is, is that engagement is not going to change. The way engagement works is going to stay the same. And it's going to be reliant on offering something that people want allowing them to trust you or want to interact with you and really making sure that you deliver on your promise, whatever you're promising them. So those tenets are not going to change. What has to change though, is how you make those things happen. And I think that one of the key things that everybody has to do is start thinking more creatively, whether it's the online things that are happening, or whether it's going back to some of the old ways of doing things and some of the basics. Like for TIFF, I mean, you know, TIFF has really pushed digital this year for the Toronto Film Festival. uh, And they pushed digital and that was a great idea. But by putting the drive in there, which is almost like an old school idea, it still allowed those people who wanted the live experience to be engaged with the brand as well. So I think it's about asking yourself, how can we be creative and change our tool chest in a way that allows us to pull from it and still be able to deliver on those tenets of brand engagement, but do it in a way that really meets the needs of our audience, whether it's a virtual fitting, whether it's a drive-in, whether it's being able to sign things online and not having to go into a physical space. These are all elements that push us forward, but also allow us to pivot, which we've talked about in previous podcasts, pivot the business and drive brand engagement in a way that allows us to continue to build the business and at least engage the people that are already part of our brand, but maybe even bring new people on in a time and in in a situation that a lot of organizations are saying, well, how do we bring new people on? Well, think creatively, think creatively, think strategically. How can you do that in the best possible way? So that's this week's Everything is Brand. Join us next week for a new topic. And remember, everything is brand. <laughs>